Welcome to the Panda Bar. My name is Wayne Joe Panda alongside Sergio Barragan. This is a relax, chillax, sports convo-ish podcast. We're hoping you're going to enjoy our short time together. Um, we'll be talking baseball. We're going to be talking about basketball. We're going to be talking about football. We're going to be talking about lacrosse. We'll be talking about Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. We'll, we'll be, be talking, talking about, about Beyonce. We're talking about everything. We're going to be talking about you. Uh, but overall, this whole podcast just relaxed, uh, a relaxed session just to talk about what's going on in the world of sports, what's going on in the world today, and hopefully we'll uh, help you have a nicer, a more relaxed evening day or a more enjoyable day. More en- thank you. More enjoyable day. What a wordsmith, this guy. But a little bit about ourselves. For myself, I love my Bay Area teams. I am a huge San Francisco Giants fan. I live and breathe uh, McCovey Cove and, and, and the Giants in itself. The past five, six years have been very nice to us, and I'm very excited and happy about that. I'm also a diehard Raiders fan. Um, I'm not going to lie, uh, the past decade plus has been very tough. I grew up watching the Raiders since I was about seven or eight. So I've been a fan for a while. I grew up in the whole Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, uh, Rich Gannon, Charles Woodson and Rod Woodson kind of eras, and, and, and um, I'm happy to see the Raiders bounce back. Uh, and surprisingly enough, I'm actually a Laker fan. Uh, no questions asked. That's, that's a little bit about myself. I'm Filipino, and I hope my Filipinos out there, I hope you're all doing well. You know, como esta? Como? <laughs> What's up? Keep the lumpia rolls tight. Anyways, Sergio, go ahead. All right. Like I said, my name is Sergio. You can call me Serge. Serge. Uh, unlike Wayne, I'm pretty objective when it comes to sports <laughs> or athletics. Uh, I don't really have any teams except for uh, the Yankees and the Liverpool Reds in the Premier League. Ooh. And uh, college, because uh, our alma mater is a... Uh, UC, UC Berkeley. Berkeley, baby. So I follow Cal Sports. Roll Cal, on your Cal bears. bears. Um, other than that, I don't follow any other teams in the in the, in the league or in the, in the association. I was into boxing when I was a kid. And both of my brothers were amateur fighters, national champions, and they turned pro. So boxing is my first love. I like talking about boxing. I also like the uh, Michael Jordan era. Of the NBA, also like uh, Joe Montana and the Niners. Neither here nor there. I like mm. Tom Brady right now. I like LeBron James. I like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. So let's talk about sports. Yeah, and you were a boxer, right? I used to be a fighter when I this was this guy. I used to be a fighter when I was a kid, but the thing is, I think I got introduced too early, and uh, it's not good when you get introduced to sports, especially one that you get hit in the face. <laughs> And we'll be talking about people who got hit in the face later on in the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Ronda Rousey. Kick them. <clears throat> kick them. Kick them in the face. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but that's great. That's great, you know. So, you know, we have a couple a couple of chillax guys just here talking sports. So, why don't we kick it off with initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. And once we do get more money, we'll probably add some sound effects. But for now, it'll just be me some making uh, funny uh, noises for now. Uh, anyways, Sergio. Initial thoughts from this past week, this past month of sports. What's caught your attention? What's got you feeling? Well, two initial thoughts I have. One is, and they're both disappointing. One is Stanford losing to Oregon. I know that may sound a little crazy because we're from Cal. It's your Cal. But there isn't going to be any Pac-12 representation in the playoffs this year. No. It's terrible, horrible for our league. Oh, no. But, uh... I'm deeply sad by this. Uh, and then my second thought is, I think it's something we're going to talk about more later on, but Ronda Rousey losing. Ah. Just spectacular fashion. <laughs> spectacular. Yeah. She, she got knocked out. She was, I think she was sleeping for, for a few seconds, right? I don't know. She yeah, she was out. She sack of potatoes. She was. She, she wasn't ready. She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready, though. That's, that's a fact. Yeah. That is definitely a fact. I'm kind of... I want to defend her a little bit, though. Okay, go ahead. A lot of people are just jumping on her and saying, like, you need to humble down a little bit. and They're talking too much trash. and they Look at what they do. They whipped your ass. Mm. But 
she was a dominant fighter, and she probably still is. It's probably just an off night. Okay. You understand what I mean? Okay. This this kid either be uh, like a Mike Tyson thing where they figured him out and he's no longer dominant. Anymore. Okay. When he fought Buster Douglas, it was a big upset mm. back in 1990. But Ronda Rousey is still fairly young, mm. and uh, she fought the other girl's fight, uh, Holly Holm. Was that her mm-hmm. name? She fought her fight. She fought in the stand-up game, and she was a boxer back in the day. She won like 19 world titles. But uh, you know, what do you th- what do you think Ronda was thinking after um, the fight? I mean, did she have interviews? Did she, or it was just she? I heard she went to the hospital. Is that true? She did go to the hospital. I think she was a bit concussed. I mean, that's the name of the game, right? You're trying mm. to concuss the other person. Mm. And uh, she, make a she, movie out of it. Talk about it. Later. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. She she was hurt. She was really hurt, and she had a busted lip way before the knockout. Mm. She was getting, she was getting, she was getting rocked throughout the fight. Mm. You know what I think she uh she was thinking afterwards. What she was thinking. Favorite song. Favorite song. That's her favorite song. That's that's probably what she's thinking right now. She can't feel her face. Yeah, she probably couldn't. No, that wasn't forced at all. <laughs> yeah, Ronda Rousey. Uh, we hope you're doing okay. We love you. Big fans. Yeah, I think she already broke down her legacy in, in, in the fight game and mm. MMA. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether she can come back from this, I mean, it's only one night, one fight. I think I think she can. I think she has the, the personality to do it. I mean, I heard she trained really well. It's just that she had the wrong game plan. Yeah. And she had an off night. So my question now, though, is will there be a rematch? And if so, who would I, take it? There is. There is. Yeah, there, there is. is there, uh, Ronda Rousey just said she wanted the rematch, and she's the cash cow. Ah. Home is not going to make as much money with okay. fighting anybody else. Okay. So I think that fight's going to happen. It's going to happen pretty soon. So who, who are you taking? I'll take Rousey. Yeah. Well, I think I don't think Rousey would fight the same fight. If she does, she's clearly not the best fighter. Not the fighter that we thought she was. Mm. Just to play devil's advocate, and this is going to start our first of a, of a mini series mm-hmm. in which we take picks, not pictures, but. Pick who's gonna win in a fight or a not game. For or, huh? Yeah, we're not. Yeah, no, no selfies. Uh, to be on record, Sergio Balaga, Balaga, Balagan, 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 Balagan. You're you're taking Rousey. Yeah, the rematch. Yeah. Okay, let's write that down. Yeah. And I'll be taking. <laughs> you can't remember the No, man. I don't remember the name, but I remember. I remember the I face. I remember Rousey's face after the kick. I remember the kick, and that's all that matters. Yo, like all the, all the time she made she made Rousey miss. It was it was, it was crazy, and yeah, I'm not you know. Game is crazy. So I'm I'm taking her. So we'll see how things go, and once that fight does come back, uh, we'll we'll uh, revisit that and see who who won that pick. I wonder if this is gonna help MMA, especially mm. with women. Are mm-hmm. they gonna want to start coming more? And yeah. Start want to fight. Start yeah. want to fight. I wonder if that's gonna bring up the popularity. Yeah. So for yourself, because and, and I want to move on to the next topic, of course. But yourself, as as being a past fighter, and did you ever fight in the ring, or were you just training? I just trained. Okay, I but you trained. you had brothers though who are yes. still, or are they past fighters? They're they're, they're former fighters. Yes. Former fighters. I don't know if you ever had a conversation with them, but I don't know if they ever lost or if they always won or whatever. But what's going through your mind after a loss? What do you think is? I think they're just disappointed in themselves, and they felt like they disappointed everybody that was behind them. Mm. I mean, like their family, their team, their friends, because you you support them by showing up to the fight, which mm-hmm. probably costs anywhere from twenty five to one hundred dollars mm. for the ticket. Damn. Damn. And and you put a you put on a poor performance. So. Yeah. Well, Ronda Rousey, we still love you. Come on the show. <laughs> We'd love to have you here in DC. All right, so. Our next segment is called Search Says Mid-Season Awards for the NFL. Yeah. Who deserves them and why? All right. So first we're going to go with uh, the MVP, right? Okay. The most important one. Okay. And uh, the MVP for me this year so far is Tom Brady. Really? Uh, that's, not, that's not a hard okay. pick. All right. Right. That's a, that's a give me. But Tom Brady is throwing two picks, right? Mm-hmm. 20-some-odd touchdowns. Mm-hmm. In eight games, eight and zero. It's probably gonna go nine and zero against the Giants this, this week. All right, moving on. Coach of the year. Who is the war coach of the year so far? Ron Rivera. Really? I think uh, that team doesn't have 
as much as of talent as the Bengals do or the Patriots do, but they're still eating out. Cam Newton doesn't have any wide receiver threats outside, and they're mm-hmm. still winning. Mm-hmm. Right, so I think I give it to them. Their defense is just maybe the second best defense behind the Broncos. Okay. All right, moving on. Offense rookie of the midseason so far. Mark Cooper. Yes! Mark Cooper. The Raiders fan. I got to give it to you. Yes, the Raiders. He's playing really consistent and just catching balls left and right, breaking Raider records. Yes. And he's like 200 yards ahead of second place in receiving yards. Yes. If you, if you, and just because I'm a big fan, I'm really biased, as you all know. Huge Raider fan. Um, the, our time has come. Um, <laughs> if you were to compare him to any wide receiver in the past, who would you compare it to? Chris Just... Carter, probably. Oh, okay. Chris Carter. Captain Law Balls. Great route runner. He's always going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Number one threat. But I, th- I think the thing that makes him such a dangerous weapon is the yards after after catch. Yeah. You know, the way he just moves around and it makes makes veteran cornerbacks and, and the safeties, all, you know, just defenders overall just miss. Uh, tackles is, is crazy for a young kid. And, you know, I was pretty amped up and angry when I think it was the Bengals. I can't remember who it was, but a guy came up and tried to, like, smash his head on Back his helmet. Jones. Yes, I was so angry. Back I was like, that's, Jones. come on, that's so unnecessary. I, I, I get it. You know, you're trying to, like, shake these rookies up and get them, you know, introduced, quote-unquote, to the NFL, but there's no need for that. Pac-Man Jones had a, has had a shady past. Yeah, come on, Pac-Man. Your, your movies suck, too. Was it called Pixels? Yeah. Pixels. <laughs> That's horrible, Pac-Man. Come on. Call your agent. Change it up. All right. Defensive rookie of the midseason. I want Peters from hmm. the from the Eagles. Okay. Just because he was everybody's number one. Okay. So, I don't know too much about Just shooting. Yeah, you know. Comeback story of the midseason. Uh, Carson Palmer. He's been mm. playing lights out. Top five quarterback in the league mm-hmm. after an ACL injury. Okay. So. Moving on, defensive player of the midseason. So the guy's name that we can't pronounce. Cookley. 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 The middle linebacker for the for the Panthers. I think Quickly I saw him play a couple couple weeks ago on Monday night. He just played lights out. Played from sideline to sideline. His first name's Luke, right? Luke. Yeah. Luke. Keekly. Luke. Keekly. I think that's his name. Keekly. Luke Quickly Pops. Just call him Quickly Pops from now on. Quickly Pops. He's a great player. All right. Luke quickly post. We love you. Playing for the eight and Panthers. Offensive player in the mid season. I gave it to Tom Brady. He's earned it. He's only been MVP twice, I think. Got and Peyton Manning has been MVP five times. Mm. So I give it to Tom Brady. He's still undefeated. You gotta give it to the guy that's undefeated. Mm-hmm. Got it. He's making the impact on the team. So it makes sense. Yeah. All right. To end this segment, um, mid season predictions for Zero. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Yeah. Be and who's going to win? I mean, you got to go with the Pats in the AFC. Really? Yeah. Go with the Pats. <laughs> You're writing, writing us down. down. We're going we're gonna to do another one. I mean, safe money is with the Patriots to make it, right? Well, let's call it the Panda Picks. All right, so your Panda Pick for the Super Bowl this year, Pats for the AFC facing the Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers. We love you, Rogers. Come to the show. Uh, versus old man Brady at a deflated. Uh... He's not that old man. He, he says he still wants to play ten more years. Wow. Okay. We'll see you later. We'll talk. More <laughs> we'll about see you later. Um, so okay, the Packers <laughs> versus the Pats. Who wins? Patriots. Hmm. The Patriots win. Uh, simply because they got more weapons on offense. The Packers defense is weaker than the Patriots defense. Got Patriots it. defense is not that bad. There's nobody that can guard Gronk. Okay. And right now, Gronk's been kind of been tamed, right? So he won't get hit as much. They're not throwing to him as much mm-hmm. as they will in the playoffs. For myself, for my panda pick, uh, I will be going with the Bengals for AFC. Really? Yeah, I think I think they have some kind of magic going on. I know they haven't been doing so well at the postseason. Um, but for some reason, when they played against the Raiders, I was just so surprised at how, how uh, consistent their offense was and how tight-knit their, their defense was. And it was... You know, it wasn't a blowout game. Um, I, I, from what I remember, it wasn't too crazy. But for some reason, Dalton is just, is just, uh, just seems to be a great leader on, on the field. Um, and and uh, their team, 
Um, Ivan Lewis seems to be holding things together pretty well. Um, and yeah, it's surprising that they're they're uh, they're still undefeated, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're still undefeated. But um, whether they're undefeated or not, if they make the playoffs, I think they'll be able to make it to the Super Bowl. And I think, but I think they'll be beat by the Panthers. You you see in every single game. They beat they beat the Packers, right? They beat the Packers yeah. and Carolina, so that, yeah. that could probably happen. It's, a, it's, it's a, crazy. The Panthers have to lose three of the next eight games, mm-hmm. and the Packers have to win out yeah. for them to flip flop on one yeah. and two because now it's a three game difference. Yeah, are they? Yeah, because if if the if the Panthers win home field advantage and, and uh, throughout the playoffs until the Super Bowl, I think their chances of, of making soup. The to the Super Bowl is, is on point. I think I think they'll make it. I think I think they got it. Um, but uh, my prediction is Panthers Bengals for the Super Bowl. Panthers win. Cam Newton with a huge Superman chest unfolding uh, with a picture of uh, the Super Bowl trophy. Panthers Bengals. Two yes. teams that never won. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey hey, let's do it. Those are the panda picks so far. We'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the Super Bowl. To our next section, we're talking about old man players. Uh, a couple of them, of course. The first one that comes to mind is Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. And this comes to our next segment called... What you talking about? 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 What you talking about, Huh? What you talking about, Peyton? In our What You Talking About segment, we, I, myself, will play uh, the role of, of any multiple athletes, um, uh, coaches, personnel in the world of sports, and Sergio will be asking some questions, trying to, trying to see what's going on and, and learn. Uh, I'll be getting my Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, learn what's going on in this water gate of sports. So, Peyton Manning. 50 Omaha, said hi. Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. All right. All right, Payne. How you doing? Hey, Serge. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about the first half of the 2015 season. Mm. What's been going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been doing good. Yeah, but your performance has kind of been lagging a little bit. Your defense has been saving you. Yeah, but, you know, see what happens in the second half. See what happens in the second half. The weather gets colder, the joints start to tighten up, you start to run the ball a little bit more. Okay. But are we winning? You are winning. You're 7-1. and one. So it doesn't matter if I am not performing to my highest potential if we're still winning. Well, the thing is, you're 39 years old, right? Yes. Right, you years play, young. Years young. 39 years young. You played lights out last year. Okay. Kind of fell off towards the end of the year. Okay. So the quad tore it. Torn quad or something like okay. that. Okay. Right? So what's going on with you now? Is um, your, your legs still bothering you? A bit. A bit. Your arm's kind of like, there's no that oomph in, 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 the, in the arm strength anymore. That's fine. Kind of flowing balls out there. You're throwing 13 picks so far. Uh-huh. 13 picks. You threw 15 last year in the whole season. 13's my favorite number. So uh, are you looking forward to uh, another Tom Brady duel? In a couple yes, of weeks? Yes, yes, you know, um, yes. You know he's 38 years old, right? He's playing. He's probably going to be the MVP. That's fine. Tom's a, a great friend of mine. I'm very excited to, to see how things go in our next game. And then drink wine afterwards? Yes. I heard that's nine. what you guys do. Yes, you guys yes, we do. play golf and drink wine. Yes, with our little uh, sweaters on. and. Uh, My big question is, do you think you win the Super Bowl? Yes, definitely. But are you going to play after this year? We'll see. You're being a little bit ambiguous here. There's only one thing I know for sure. Nationwide is on your side. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Peyton. See you later. Um, Peyton Manning in the room. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Um, man, he, he's a lot shorter than I thought. <laughs> Moving forward. And darker, too. Man. Yeah, a lot darker, yeah. Talking about Peyton Manning his age, what, what do you think, Serge? Is, is he done? I think he's done after this year, yeah. Hmm. Contra- his contract is up. I don't mm. see him trying to be average. He's, he's going to be one of the all-time greats. Going to break all the records, all the passing records in, in the regular season. He's not going to be remembered that well for the postseason play. He won one and two in the Super Bowl. Uh, he just he was just an average quarterback in the postseason, but probably the best quarterback ever in the regular season. So 
another athlete being a bit too old for, for his time, for, for his game. Mr. Kobe Bryant, one of the best of all time, like Mamba. The remix. The remix. Yeah. What do you think about him and how, how his Lakers have been faring so far? I think Kobe's been in a sharp decline. It's, the thing about Payne, Payne's still like an average quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. So he still manages games and still, you still won games, right? You're 7-1. Okay. Yeah. Kobe is inefficient. He's throwing up like 20 shots a game, scoring about 33% of them, mm-hmm. averaging, what, 20 points, 18 points a game, mm-hmm. something like that, something crazy. He's sitting out games two weeks into the season. What the question really is with Kobe Bryant is whether he's going to play more than half the season or not. Hmm. I don't think he's going to play after this year. Let's do a little uh, what you're talking about, Kobe. What you talking about? 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 Kobe? Uh, <laughs> Kobe, you here? Oh, Kobe's here. What's up, fellas? Right. Hey, Kobe, sit down. Take a seat. Take a seat. Uh, you know, grab a beer um, or some, some vino. Because I think that's what you like. Yeah, because uh, you, you live in Italy for... Yes, yes. You know, he loves soccer. For the youth. That's awesome. Uh, Kobe, uh, you know, just sit down. Sir, do you have some questions? Yeah. During the preseason, there was this ESPN NBA ranking that came off, right? Mm-hmm. And you were number 93 in the world. Somebody that's been used to being number one for such a long time. How did that make you feel? Great. Make you feel great? Number 93. Yeah. Um, rankings? Just numbers. But but I know I'm not where I should be. Okay. I know I suck right now. We suck right now. And I'll own it. I'll own it. Yeah. I'll own it. Do you think you can still make the playoffs? The one in eight, I think, I believe. How many games do you play, Serge? How many games have I played? Have we played? <laughs> Nine? I want to say. Or ten? Yes, we can. We, 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 there is still a chance. So you're still saying there's a chance. Yes, there, there is a chance. There's a chance we could win. What kind of chance? Are you talking about one in a minute, like, like Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber? How, do, how would you describe your game as a 38-year-old? An aged wine. Like an aged wine. Yes. Well, it probably doesn't at, taste that good. At first, it doesn't taste so good. But, 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 you, but you still respect it, and, and you still appreciate the fact that it's there. Do you feel like you need to catch a rhythm, right? Because you haven't played in almost two years, right? Because like mm-hmm. you've been injured, you were injured last mm-hmm. year, and you were injured the year before. Mm-hmm. You feel like you need to be in a rhythm to be effective. Yeah, everybody needs to be in a rhythm. But just like age wine, you know, you're pouring it around, and you have plenty of wine, everyone's happy, you know, everybody thinks about the wine, it's just there to make everybody happy. And it's like, oh, pass the wine, please, okay. Uh, but once the wine's gone, you miss it. And then now there's a drought. So as much as you may be critiquing me right now, Mr. Black Mambo, Kobe Bryant, the best in the world right now, once I leave the stage, the NBA will not be the same. Mamba out. Bye, Kobe. Kobe Bryant, so nice. Bye. So, Serge, what do you think about Kobe? Comparing Kobe and Peyton. Well, they're both definitely past their prime. Okay. Right, so they aren't what we fell in love with. They're not at their pinnacle. They're not the greatest at their individual sport anymore. Okay. But they can still help out the younger players. And I feel that's what Kobe should be focusing his efforts on with D'Angelo Russell and Randall and Lou Will and Twaggy P. Mm-hmm. And then Peyton Manning. Just needs not to lose games. Needs to manage the team, manage the offense. Mm-hmm. So he won't throw as many picks as he's as he's doing right now. So mm-hmm. And he's throwing the ratio that he's throwing picks to touchdowns. It's just as bad as when he was a rookie. I think we have the stats right here. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, quarterback rating for this season so far after eight games, seventy five point six. Uh, compared to his rookie season, which is the lowest of his career, which is, uh, is at seventy one point two. 
after 16 games. In 1998, when he first broke out in the league, he had 26 touchdowns at 28 interceptions. Now, in this season so far, 9 touchdowns at 13 interceptions. So I think you're, you know, you're fairly right. I mean, the things to keep in mind, though, is the fact that he has thrown for over 2,000 yards so far. Um, his completion rating is at 62.3, which is it's a tad bit better than his uh, rookie season, um, around the same range as his first three seasons afterwards. He has a better team surrounding him. He has better pieces. So for, I want to do a couple uh, over and under questions right here. For Peyton, though, I think the, the average QB rating is around, what, what, 80-something or like 79, 80? I don't know. The yeah, numbers. I think it's around. I yeah. think it's working. Payton's at around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think his uh, QB rating will be, at the end of the season, above um, 80? No. No? No, I think they're going to start stop throwing as much, especially once it gets colder. Knowing that Payton has only had – uh, one season in which his QB rating was below 80, which was his rookie season at 71.2. Right now it stands at 75.6 with eight games to go. You firmly believe that he will not uh, have a QB rating over 80? Yeah, I don't think so. Got it. Okay. Okay. That's our uh, next Panda pick. So Sergio Ragan is saying that uh, Peyton Manning's QB rating will be below 80. Manning's play is going to stay the same. It's not going to get better, and it's not going to get worse. Okay. I will take the differ. Uh, because he has eight more games to go, and because I, I fully believe that the coaching staff in Denver is uh, qualified enough and able to uh, improve aspects of their offense, and the fact that the, the Denver Broncos as a team holistically is a pretty decent team, a pretty good team. What, 7-1 seven, seven and one right and now, right? picked up Renegade. Exactly. Playing a fairly weak AFC West. But I think Manning will have a QB rating at least above 80. Now for Kobe, are over and under. Um, do you firmly believe Kobe will play over or under? Over, under 30, 30 game, 36 games, including the games he played in so far. I'll take the over just by a little bit, though. And I agree. I think uh, I think uh, Kobe will play uh, over. I think his goal determination is going to allow him to play that many games, even though his body probably doesn't. The fact that Byron Scott's not going to say no to him. I, think, I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, people... Um, who are able to say no to Kobe Bryant? I think Byron Scott's out of a job after this year. Yeah? Especially if they don't make the playoffs two years in a row. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. Right? Who do you bring in? Coach K. I'm not Coach K. <laughs> Coach K, we love you. Come on the podcast. Uh, tell us how you're going to change the Lakers and uh, improve their team. Okay, that ends our session with uh, what you're talking about. Thank you, Kobe Bryant. And thank you, Peyton Manning, for coming over. We love you. Come visit us again. Hope your game gets better. Uh, Let's move on. Nationwide. Nationwide is on your side. We're not sponsored by them, though. Not yet. Nationwide, we love you. Come on the show. So let's transition. To the NBA. To the NBA. Best player in the league. Let's wait for it. Big cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pop. Big cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pop. Steph Curry. Best player on the planet right now. Really? Best player on the planet. Why? You seen him in the first 10 games? Yes, I have. So dominant, man. I think he has a over 92% free throw percentage, right? I think he has 47 three-point percentage. Mm. And a 52 or 53 field goal percentage. Nobody's even done that in NBA history. Not even mm. close. There's a, there's a club called the 90-50-40. Mm-hmm. Right, there's 90 free throw, 50 field goal, and 43 point. This guy's gonna do 90, 50, 50 by the end of the year. Wow. This guy's so hot right now. Wow, so hot right now. You heard here for first, folks, the panda bar, Sergio Baragan, saying 90, 50, 50 for Steph Curry. We'll see how things go there. And he's 36, five and five, right? 36 points a game, mm-hmm. five assists, five rebounds. So he's an all around great player. Mm-hmm. And this thing about Steph Curry that's, that's just really great is the fact that he's. He just seems so humble still, and, and the way that he holds himself on, on and off the field, and this is coming from a person who's not the biggest NBA fan. I'm a Laker fan. I love Kobe. Um, always will. Um, he looks like he's having fun. Yeah. Steph looks like he's having fun. Yeah. These random vines of him shooting from the crowd, um, the way that he brings his daughter, Riley, who we love. Riley, we love you coming on the show. He's just fun to watch. For that, we'd like to have our very first Firestone DBA Double Barrel Ale. Cheers from, from to Santa Steph Barbara. Curry from Santa Barbara. <laughs> so cheers to you, Steph Curry, for being an amazing player. And uh, let's talk more about 
Chef Curry. All right, so Steph Curry, the Warriors, are they going back to the finals? The way they've been looking, yeah. I think the, they have a shot at breaking the Bulls' record. Really? 72 wins. Huh. Well, they're a 10 and 0 right now. They're a team that can, that's deep. They got like 10 players they play almost every almost every game. Okay. Like Adala, Clay Thompson, yeah. Harrison Barnes, yes. Bogut. If you haven't seen it already, uh, I, I think it was SB Nation. I think I might be wrong. They made a really. They've been doing these really hilarious uh, mashups of the NBA and uh, what's that show, Game of Thrones, and they did the whole Game of Thrones mix on the Warriors. It was hilarious. Check it out on YouTube. We'll, we'll post it on our Facebook page in a bit. So, do you think they're gonna win the win in the make it to the finals and win in the finals? Well, the, I think it's harder to make it to the finals hmm. for them because the West is so deep. They got the mm-hmm. Spurs, acquired Aldridge, and they already had all their weapons. Yeah. Duncan, Ginobili, yeah. Parker. And the Spurs uh, would be crazy, yep. Kawhi Leonard, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got the Kawhi. Clips. Yep. You got the Clips, who also reloaded, and they got um, they got a whisper, the, the blue Aaron to LeBron James. Lance Stevenson? Yes! Like a candle in the wind. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. They got Paul Pierce. So they got a lot of competition in the West. The only competition in the East is the Cavs, and if the Cavs stay healthy, they, they'll challenge the Warriors, but I don't think they can beat them. Especially not with Seth Curry playing the way he is. He dethroned LeBron James like the best player in the world. Mm. Lance Stevenson, I remember that dude. So he, wait, so he's he's with the, the Clips. The Clips now? Mm-hmm. Man, when he did that thing to <laughs> LeBron, I was thinking that one Yang Yang twin song, Whisper Yang. The Whisper song? Dude, that was, that was man, that was like middle school dances. That was crazy. That was man, a weird song. That to play. was that was I'm like a little yes. older. Yes. That was a little older than you. So yes. I was that in high school. I'm a youngin. <laughs> I'm 12 years old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, that was crazy. Let's just talk about Riley. Okay. We love Riley. Riley always doing the show. I think she's a, everybody's favorite. She's everyone's favorite. Yeah. Right? You know, Riley, we love you coming to the show. Bring your, your papa with you. And your mama, she could teach us how to cook. And your little um, sister. And your little sister. Congrats, Curry family. We love you all. Just bring bring everybody over here. But I think it's really interesting, though. We were talking about Riley, and then we were talking about Kobe earlier. And Kobe has two daughters. Yeah. How do you think a play date between Riley and Kobe's youngest daughter would go? Knowing that we don't know much about Kobe's younger daughter, but knowing uh, more about his father and the way he you know, plays the game, he might be just a sweet guy and sweet dad overall. Most likely, but if you imagine him being as much of a tough dude, solitary, black mamba, vino, 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 all over the place, all over your face kind of guy. I don't, <laughs> know, no sense. I don't know about all over the face, but... Um, <laughs> a little too graphic for me. <laughs> Kobe, we love you. Come to the show again. What would a play date between Riley and Kobe's younger daughter be like? If you have a sandbox, right? <laughs> I think you're going to have to make an octagon out of it. Wow, Really? I think I think Kobe's daughter might be a little vicious. Yeah, yeah. I think I see. I, I see her being being very emotionally distant from other people, uh, the way her father has been being being so fierce and, and intense competitive. and competitive. Like that's what makes Kobe great, though. Yeah, that's what makes Kobe's daughters great. <laughs> yeah. That that'd be interesting. I, I'd love to see that happen. Uh, Kobe's younger daughter. Uh, we love you coming to the show with your papa. Uh, Riley, come to the show. Bring your papa and mama as well. Uh, we'll have a, a, a family game night. Uh, should be fun. Yeah, play charades. Who whose team would you want, want to be on? Riley's team. I would choose Kobe's just so I could like see his Kobe face. I know it's a podcast; you can't uh, see the face, but, uh, I, don't but think, oh. I don't think Kobe can play mm. charades. The way the way Kobe does that face, the whole Mamba face. You know what I'm talking about? Like, mm. it makes you feel like not one song from yeah, um, buying the shirt. You know, yeah, the buying shirt. You know, it reminds me of uh, you know that masterpiece song. Exactly. That's and I think that'd just be fun. It'll be fun to play with Kobe and see what's going on. The Kobe Bryant family. But I digress. How about in a fight? In a fight? <laughs> I think, well, Kobe's bigger. No, I'm talking about the daughters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we are not uh, supportive of, of a child. Uh, 
uh, uh, fighting leagues or whatever you would call it. Um, child Fight Club. So, yeah, <laughs> don't speak about it. We don't know anything about it. Uh, first rule of Child Fight what's, Club is we don't talk about Fight Club. First rule of Child Fight Club is to have fun. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'm joking. I think, I think, yeah, <laughs> I was actually going to talk about it. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I'm not, again, we're not supportive of any children fighting each other, but go ahead. Riley Cooper, four years old. From Golden State versus Kobe's younger daughter. From well, I don't know how old she is. She might be like twice her age, right? Let's say bring her down to four years of age. I mean, Riley Cooper is a little fierce. Mm. Seen her do the the nene. The nene. Look at her like a stomp. <laughs> Panda pig. Sergio. Sergio. And she, and, 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 and she was mean with it too in the press conference. She's like, "Yo, daddy, let's go." <laughs> yeah. Time is money, Daddy. Let's go. <laughs> Leave these scrubs alone. So you heard, you heard it here, folks. Sergio Baragan is choosing Riley Riley Curry Curry's over one. Kobe's uh, younger daughter for the fight of the year. That's <laughs> uh, Panda pick number eight or ten or eleven. All right, moving on. Talking about uh, fighting, and we talked earlier about Ronda's KO. Uh, Rhonda, we love you coming to the show. Um, boxing, your sport. Tell me what's going on. Your first on. love. Your first love. Yeah, there's a big fight coming up next Saturday, November 21st. Mm-hmm. I'm not a promoter, but this, this is going to be a farther year candidate. Mm-hmm. Between Miguel Coco from Caguas, Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, and, Saul Canelo Alvarez from Guadalajara, Mexico. Hey, Canelo. It might surprise you that I'm picking Cotto to win, even though he's Puerto Rican and I'm Mexican and Canelo's Mexican. The reason I'm picking Cotto is because I feel that both fighters, both, they're both, they both have the same body type. They both attack fights the same way. They go to the body, right? They're both uh, fighters. They're not boxers. So they're both aggressive fighters. I think the big difference is that Cotto has more experience with top-notch fighters. Got it. He's been in the ring with bigger names. I mean, they both fought Floyd. He And then he's beaten some of the bigger names. Hmm. Canelo's never really impressed me. I think he's been a product of Mexican media. Hmm. They're yeah. trying to make their own kind of Manny Pacquiao-ish kind of character. Yes, because... Because he's young, because he's fast, because he's, he's not scared to fight. He's good-looking. He has an attractive fight style, mm-hmm. fighting yeah, like he's ring. aggressive. Like he's yeah. You know, unlike he's, other, not, he's not Floyd. Unlike other fighters, he's not Floyd. Floyd, but uh, Floyd, we love you coming on the show. But the thing is that Canelo fought. He fought thirty six of his forty five fights in Mexico. So that what does that tell you? That tells you the level of competition's not there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. the, the times he's fought in the United States, he's fought against passer prime fighters like Shane Mosley. Mm-hmm. Right. And he looked good against Shane Mosley, but Shane Mosley was done. Okay. He's a shot fighter. Okay. And then he hasn't just he hasn't looked impressive when he's fighting in the United States against decent opponents. Except yeah. for James Kirkland, he won by a spectacular knockout. But he fought Cotto's older brother, I think, mm-hmm. a few years ago. This is the first time I ever saw uh, Canelo fight, and he got rocked in the first round. Mm. Yeah. So I've never been a huge fan of Canelo, and probably because every Mexican is a huge fan of his. That probably adds to it. Mm-hmm. I go against the grain sometimes. Yeah. I think Cotto's going to win by decision. I think Interesting. All Interesting. I will choose Canelo. Why would you choose I choose Canelo? you, Canelo, because I like his name. <laughs> you, know, you know what it means? Uh, caramel? Cinnamon. Cinnamon. There we go. Yeah, yeah he's a redhead. Yeah, because I love uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's a balanced part of his breakfast. Um, no, I mean... He is probably a, a product of Mexican media and is overhyped and all that. But just for some reason, his, his story and background and the way he fights just reminds me a little bit of, of Manny in a way. You know? I, I mean, he's but a lot they, taller, a lot bigger. What, what I just said is that they both have the same style. Exactly. That's what I like. And I think, <laughs> I don't know ish about boxing, you know? Like, I'm not going to pretend I do. Of course, I'm going to follow Manny because, you know. Um, it, I just like the way and how aggressive he is. I like the way he just jumps in, you know, unlike other fighters. But it it should be interesting, and you know, let's let's make that our what was it, our sixtieth panda pick, uh, Sergio Baragan going with uh, Miguel Cotto over Canelo, and I'll be choosing Canelo. And when's mm-hmm. that fight? That's next Saturday. Next Saturday. Next Saturday. Yes. 
And to let you all know, we are going to be keeping these in track, even though we've had like uh, 55 of these picks so far. Uh, but we'll keep them in track. We'll make a, um, a nice little post and see if uh, people will follow. Just so you know, Canelo's uh, record is 45 wins, one loss, one draw. Oh, yeah. okay. And then Miguel Cotto's record is 40 wins and four losses. Mm. But Cotto's been in the game way longer. Cotto's actually about 10 years older than Canelo. Yeah, so it'll be so interesting. So it's, it's a young buck against the older guy. Yeah, and that's, so, and that's, so, that's what's going to make it really interesting. Yeah. So that should be fun. So we'll see how that goes. Experience against you. Uh, check in with us next week and, and see uh, if, if uh, the young guy... Picked by me. It's, it's, it's a pick and fight, but I think the favorite right now is Canelo. Really? In Vegas, yeah. Really? Interesting. It's just because of the age or just the spying style or what? I think it has to do with the age. He's a little bit bigger. Okay. But they both came from the same weight. They, came, they both came from one well, Did you want to talk about anything else that's going on in the boxing world? Well, there was uh, an open letter that just went out. I think, yes, I saw Friday. that. Yes. There's an Oscar letter to Floyd Mayweather. Yes. And basically saying that a good reddance. And that boxing's gonna be better without you. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think you could see it in two different ways, right? Two different uh, vantage points. Mm-hmm. One narrative is Oscar's drinking that haterade, and he just he just uh, mad that he lost to Floyd Mayweather. Floyd mm-hmm. Mayweather made more, a lot more money than Oscar did. And then the other way you can see it is that, right? I thought all those points were correct and true, but. Fighters like Floyd Mayweather don't come around very often. Mm. He is a guy that did become bigger than boxing. Mm. I mean, for God's sakes, he made $200 million in his last fight. Mm-hmm. $200 million in one night. Mm-hmm. But why do you think everyone's so angry? I'm not just talking about the diehard Manny Pacquiao fans like myself or the, or the Floyd haters, but even just general boxing fans. You, you could tell everyone was disappointed. Like It made a lot of and, money. And the fight, yes. And that's, that's, part of the, that's part of the reason why I'm hyping and, this and, next and fight up. And you can't really blame Manny. You can't really blame Manny for that because because you saw you know the way he fought you saw the way he was trying to get in there. Uh, He's not the best. I, I don't think. In I'm, my opinion, I saw this fight. I didn't go. I was in Vegas, but yes. I was in I was in in, in the actual MGM yeah. Grand yep. Garden Arena. Okay. But I was in Vegas and I was like I was I was feeling the vibes and I was getting hyped up and I saw the fight in in uh, De Blasio. The reason the fight wasn't as good as they hyped it up to be was Manny Pacquiao's fault. Really? It was Manny Pacquiao's fault. Really? Floyd fought his fight. He Floyd fought his fight. Okay. But why Man- is it Manny's Manny fight? wasn't as aggressive as he usually is. But so you say he should have been a little more aggressive. He should have been as aggressive as he usually is. Do you, do, you, do you think if he was more aggressive, he would have had a, a better chance of winning? Yeah. Because he is, he's actually in the game. Mm. Right? He wasn't mm-hmm. putting himself in the game. Mm-hmm. Will there be a, a Manny-Floyd uh, fight number two? Well, for right now, Floyd's retired, right? Mm-hmm. And Manny Pacquiao, <laughs> you don't believe that. And I don't believe it, man. Like, if the, the right price comes along and the right amount of uh, of media attention, which has always been building around that, it's always a question that comes up whenever we talk about Floyd and, and Manny, or whenever somebody in the mainstream media brings up one of their names. It's always a question. Like, that's all, a fast forward a year from now. Even when they're, you say both of them are retired and Manny's like a senator doing his thing in the Philippines, chilling, and Floyd's doing, you know, swimming in, 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 in both loads of, uh, of cash, I think that's still going to be another question. So do you think that's ever going to happen? Or do you think it's like a, you know, dead dream? No one's ever going to see that ever again. I think Floyd is coming back. Uh-huh. I don't think he's done. Manny already has his last fight set for April. Yeah. Right. But he's, he's mentioned that he's down to... Extend for another if it's for only oh, for Floyd. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't heard that. All right. Uh, so you bottom line, do you think it's gonna happen or not? I don't think that fight will ever happen. Mm, me neither. The rematch? No. The one thing we'll agree on tonight. So Sergio going with Cotto, myself uh, when Japan going with Canelo, Mr. Melo, uh, Caramel. All right, watch a fight. It should be fun. Cinnamon, not caramel. Cinnamon. I don't know. I keep caramel. It's like a, you know Canelo, Caramelo. Caramelo. Caramelo, Melo. So, moving on to our last main segment. Top five. A top five of any kind of topic. It could be the best players. We're talking the best team. We're talking about best games. The best play. Top five for this uh, week is... Related to the past talk about older players, 
players who may be past their prime or a little bit over the hill. Let's talk about the top five players, in our opinions, who performed over 40. And we're talking specifically about not their whole career, but about their success, their success after. after the age of 40. Well, I got to give my six-man first. Okay. Honorary. Oh, yeah. Let's do honorary. Uh, let's both do honorary mentions. Who's your honorary mention? Dana Torres. It's actually not a man, but it's a woman. It's great. No, no. We want you know diversity and inclusion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she, if you guys don't know who she is, she's a Olympic swimmer. Mm-hmm. She was already the oldest uh, swimmer in the swim in the U.S. swim team in 2000 in Sydney okay. at the age of 33. Okay. And that's where she won five medals. In 2008, she was 41 years old, and she was like two years removed from uh, giving birth. Hmm. She was an Olympian at 41, mm-hmm. won three medals, two mm-hmm. silver, and one bronze. Okay. So I put her as my six-man pick. Six-woman pick. Six-woman. Yeah. All right. My honorary mentions, uh, Jeff Gordon, because uh, he's like the one <laughs> race car driver. Is he not 40? I don't think he's 40. Oh, I'm goofing. Look at that. <laughs> Jeff Gordon is... He's 44. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm right. I know what's going on. Also, Julio Franco. This dude, if you have no idea who this guy is. Julio Franco was a, was a baseball player who played well into his 50s. He started his career as a 23-year-old with Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia Phillies uh, in 1982. He was more so like a utilities player, played around the infield, American League All-Star team from 1989 to 1991, so a three-time All-Star. Uh, his last game was as a 48-year-old with Atlanta, Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta Braves um, in 2007. And he did fairly well. And it's not necessarily that he did he was a great player, but the fact he he was this Iron Man for the MLB. He was that face. Um folks usually, you know, once they get to around 38, 39, 40, maybe 41, 42, they'll retire. This guy surpassed those number or the, um, those years and played well into his late forties. So kudos to you, Julio Franco. Um we love you coming to show. Alright, well I gotta correct something I said Go ahead. when I spoke. Uh, it's not Dana Torres, it's Dara Torres. Hey! I got her name wrong. Dana My Torres. Bad. It's okay, it happens. So, do I go with number five? Yeah. Oh, also, a, a quick little funny tidbit. Julio Franco is still playing in in Japan <laughs> at the age of 57. So, Julio Franco, you are a hero to all of us. He who... loves the game. Yes, and if Julio Franco can, anyone can. We're going to save that one. Julio Franco, we love you. Come on the show. Uh, keep playing. Keep playing into your 80s. Our favorite octogenarian baseball player. Number five, Sergio. My number five is George Blanda. Who's that? He's a football player, quarterback, and kicker. What? Yeah, he played until he was 48 years old. Played for? Played for the Raiders. The Raiders, yes. At the end of his career. Yes. He finished his career as the all-time leading scorer. Yes. And he played in the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. The only player to play in four different decades. Oh, wow. Wait, how long did he play? 20 years? 30 years? 20 plus. Jeez, man. This guy. 20 plus. The yeah. Julio Franco of football. Or Julio Franco's the... George Blanda. George Blanda of baseball. Go ahead. But yeah, he's my number five. Nice. Uh, right. Are we going... Oh, yeah. Let's go back and forth. Yes. Like a tennis match. My number five is <laughs> Richard Petty. Mr. Richard Petty. Why was a NASCAR driver. Um, he raced um, for a very long time. Well, uh, <laughs> what's the coolest thing about Richard Petty? Richard Petty wears a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't just look this guy up like a few minutes ago. Um, Richard Petty uh, is amazing because he wears a cowboy hat. <laughs> but on top of that, Richard, you have some facts about him too, right? Yeah, he won two Daytona 500s, which is like the two. Super Bowl. Yes. Of, of NASCAR racing. Yes. Past his 40th birthday. Yep. He also holds the record for most Spring Cup Series wins in the season with 27 in 1967. Uh, has, also holds the record for most consecutive Spring Cup Series wins uh, with 10 in, the, in 1967 so as well. If you don't know what that means, that means he won 10 seasons in a row. Yep. This dude is a beast. He's a goat. He is a beast. He's a goat. And, uh, you know, he's still alive and kicking up in North Carolina. Richard Parody, if you are on the pod and listening, we'd love to have you out here in D.C. Make a drive up here. I'm sure you could make it up here in an hour, mm-hmm. um, the way you drive. And uh, we'd love to uh, see that cowboy hat of yours and those sunglasses.
Peace. Number four for you, Serge. Number four is George Foreman. George Foreman Grill. Yeah. Wow. Everybody knows him because of the grill. It's kind of like Jordan in the shoes now. Yes. Well, let me just talk about his overall career. Like, mm-hmm. He was the baddest man on the planet back in the 70s. Okay. He was what Mike Tyson was in the late 80s. Right? He was the most feared guy. People thought that he was going to kill Muhammad Ali. Whoa. That's how feared he was. He okay. dropped Joe Frazier like six times in two rounds. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Joe Frazier had just beaten Muhammad Ali, and Muhammad Ali hadn't lost back in '71. Okay, so this guy's feared, big six three, two hundred forty pounds, big dude. And then the world heavyweight championship, right, as was, was the most prestigious title to hold in the world, mm-hmm. and this guy held it back in the '70s. Mm-hmm. In the '90s, fast forward to the '90s, forty-five year old dude, right, past his prime, past the pinnacle of his success mm-hmm. he fought this guy named Michael Moore and mm-hmm. knocked him out like in the 10th round mm-hmm. and won the heavyweight title as a 45 year old the oldest man to do it wow yeah so he's my number 4 nice alright moving along my number 4 okay I kind of cheated this guy's 39 Who's... I, I, I'm just such a diehard writer I have to include him Mr. Charles Woodson Oh my God, come on, come on, give it a chuck. He's still playing. He's, He's doing so well. He's, He's he won a defensive player of the month uh, for the month of October. Um, come on. I mean, he's just one year away. But if, if Charles could continue playing, he would be my number three. But if he, he doesn't if he doesn't count, then I'll, I'll, I'll uh, throw Julio Franco as number five and bump it up. But Charles wasn't just a beast, man. I mean, from the days when he started off with uh, – when he played with the Oakland Raiders, to winning a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers, uh, a couple of my buddies who are Packer fans have mentioned they love Chuck. Like he's, you know, as old as he is, he's just been consistent. They call him Chuck. Yeah, they call him Chuck. I, I never called him Chuck. I Woodson, you know, Woody. No, not Woody. Um, snake in my boot. Um, but it's just it's just really great to see him continue playing with the Raiders and see him thrive as a safety now. As much as his body is uh, kind of breaking down and he is getting kind of tired of plays, he still puts 100% in, and uh, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. All right, my number three is Jack Nichols. Mm, okay. For those who don't know who the Golden Bear is, he's a golfer, a guy mm-hmm. that's one of the most majors, most decorated golfer. He, the reason I put him on this list is because he won the Masters when he was 46 years old. Mm-hmm. He won two majors when he was 40, mm-hmm. so he won three in total past the age of 40. Mm-hmm. And then he was in sixth place for the Masters when he was 50, and then in sixth place again when he was 56. Mm. This guy has been golfing for a really long time and stayed at a high level mm. for, for, for a while. Golden Bear. Yes. Golden Bear. From Ohio State, though. Ohio. O-H-I-O. Yeah. Nice. Nice. My number three, Abdul. Kareem oh. Abdul Jabbar Jabbar Bar Yes, Kareem, 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 the dream. That's different, Kareem. Um, I mean, I can't really say much because I mean, it's, there's nothing else to say. This this, this guy was amazing. All-time um, scorer, all-time leader in scoring. Um, six-time MVP. Six-time MVP. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Just came out with a documentary. Came out with a documentary. Check I that out, Kareem. We love you. Come on the show. Uh, if you hear this, uh, we'd love to have you and anybody else you want to bring up. He has the, he has the greatest weapon in NBA history. What was that? The Skyhook. Yes, the Skyhook. Um, yeah, but I mean, he's just an amazing player. Um, most, as, most all-star appearances. Most all-star appearances. Most points. I think you know his hair receded, but his game never did. Uh, <laughs> but he, he was a very uh, conscious player. He knew what was going on with his surroundings. He was in that picture with Jim Brown, Muhammad Ali, and Bill mm-hmm. Russell, when, yes. when Cassius Clay or Muhammad Ali said that he wasn't going to go to Vietnam. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, that was, that was great. Um, and he's written a couple pieces. I can't remember when, uh, again, but I don't know, he was writing a couple pieces um, that just so you know, he's not just an athlete, he's not just, not just there for the game, but he's, 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 yeah, he's a humanitarian, he's there for his, his community, he's there to, to, to be a leader um, and, and use his, um, not his fame, but... His career as a position to to uh, improve uh, society. Uh, so I think you know. Cheers to you, Kareem, and uh, we yeah. love you. Come he's, on, he's show. not afraid to call out the great like Michael Jordan. Yes, he just said not too long ago that he chose commerce over 
this concert. Mm, damn, we're gonna get into some deep stuff. Yeah. Oh, random uh, funny fact: his full name is Ferdinand Louis Alcindor Jr. Anyways, of course. Louis Alcindor. Yeah. I don't know that. <laughs> Wikipedia. And I just and, and I just saw his documentary. <laughs> I know the internet. But he's from New York. And he went to UCLA and he won three championships. He's he's probably the greatest college basketball player of all time. Probably, yeah. He, he, he probably he is actually. Yeah. Yeah. They changed this rule in the NCAA to not allow people to dunk because of him. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's when you know you made an impact when they changed the rules. Well, before they couldn't dunk, but now they can, right? Before they could, when he was playing, they couldn't. Oh wow! And then the craziest thing, right? Mm-hmm. He would play for UCLA Bruins, right? They won ten out of twelve championships, mm-hmm. right? A John Wooden. A John Wooden. Yeah. He was in the fr- back back in the day. Freshmen couldn't play in the varsity team. Mm-hmm. Right now it's different. Mm-hmm. Freshmen couldn't play in the varsity team, and Kareem came in as a freshman, and the varsity team had just won the national title the year before. Mm-hmm. The freshman team beat the varsity team. What does um, that tell you? Kareem's the dream. <laughs> that's that's actually uh, Hakeem Olajuwon. I know, I know, I know, I know. I, I just like the the, the, the the phrase. No, but he beat the best team in the country as as a freshman. That's crazy. H- and then he dream. won three championships, three national titles, as a sophomore, junior, and senior. Mm-hmm. All right, my number two mm-hmm. is Bernard Hopkins. Ah, okay. Another fighter. Um, I'm below bias. That's, That's okay. the only thing I'm not objective about, about my boxing. Bernard Hopkins is still fighting today, and he'll turn fifty, I believe, in right. in January of next year. That's crazy. Is he? Does he have another fight coming up? You know, I don't think he has anything to schedule yet, but I think he still wants to fight at least one more time. Mm. And I think he wants to fight at one sixty-eight. Is what I heard. That's crazy, man. But the the impressive thing about this guy is that he's had a pretty good career after the age of forty. Mm. He's won a world title at one seventy-five. Mm-hmm. And was still champion at 160 after his 40th birthday. Damn. So he was still a world champion until about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Until he was 48. So I thought that was really impressive. And yeah, I put him number two because he caked his greatness till his 40th. So past his 40th birthday. And yeah. Cool. My number two, the immaculate and always, always. Amazing, Jerry Rice, one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver he's ever. The best. I, in my eyes, he's the best. But of course, you can't argue that. I mean, he's the best, man. I mean, you know, the the way that he he was able to continue playing two thousand two with the Raiders, um, uh, made, I believe he was in the Pro Bowl. I believe. Anyways, uh, his numbers were 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 above average and, and great in two thousand two when he hit forty, and just the way that he has impacted the game so far, um, or all all together and, and all, um, it's just amazing. Um, Jerry Rice, we love you. Come on the show. He might be arguably the greatest football player of all time, not just the great wide Yes, receiver. yes. Until Amari Cooper takes that. Amari, we love you. Come on the show. My number one might surprise my man Wayne. Uh oh! It's Nolan Ryan. Hey, oh, baseball. baseball! All right, so if you if you haven't caught on, Serge is all about his uh, NBA, NFL, uh, uh, boxing, Premier League, Premier League. The one sport he he has stated. I'm not trying to you know, make fun of him. He stated is is his weakest, I guess, or of knowledge is baseball. Other than hockey, but... that's crazy. And hockey, yeah, I mean, same here. That's crazy. <laughs> uh that's crazy. Okay, why Nolan? I appreciate Nolan because he had two no hitters mm-hmm. past the age of forty. Okay. I mean, having one is just crazy in your career. Yep. But having two past the age of 40, and then having a, a really good win ratio mm-hmm. and over 1,000 strikeouts after the age of 40, I think that was just impressive. And the thing about Nolan Ryan, because of course we're, you know, we weren't old enough to really see him pitch, but looking at past videos and hearing past testimonies from other players, and especially yeah, batters, they, they, dude, he was, a, he was crazy yeah, scary. Um, People would, not, you know, you step in that batter box and, I mean, I'll be. I never played baseball, and you never did as well, right? I, but like from from what other professional players have, have stated, like he was probably one of the most intimidating players to face up against uh, uh, in terms of a pitcher. Like this guy, his velocity—not just the velocity, but his command with his fastball—just incredible and crazy. Like there's just no, you know, that's a great pick, and you know, I, I respect that pick. Awesome. Because it's baseball. Yes, because it's baseball. Because <laughs> I'm bringing it back to baseball right here. Back to back. Back to baseball. Yes, you know who it is. 
It's what you all been waiting for, ain't it? What people pay paper for, damn it. They can't stain it. They want something new. So let's get reacquainted. Became the hood favorite. I can't even explain it. I surprised myself too. Life of a dawn. Lights keep blowing. Coming in the club with that fresh shit on. With something crazy on my arm. <clears throat> and here's another hit, baby Bonds. We out of here, baby. Barry, 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 Barry. Barry Bonds, the godfather of the home run. Who's his godfather? Willie Mays, right? Willie Mays was his godfather. He was the godfather of the godfather of the home run. But Barry Bonds, in my opinion, I'm being super biased, and I, I don't care. You are. He is the best player to play into his 40s. Look at these numbers. Starting at the age of 40 in 2005. Starting at the age of 40 in 2005. Uh, or moving on, because that was kind of, that was, never mind, that was a bad year. But at the age of 40, of uh, 41 and 42, uh, 2006 season, 26 home runs. Uh, On-base percentage was 454. Uh, next year, had 28 home runs at the age of 42. On-base percentage was 480. When you have a player in the MLB where uh, opposing pitchers and teams will block him, Intentionally with a base with no one else on base, you know you have someone who's a bad bad man in that game. <laughs> There's no other batter, and and at least from my from what I've seen and heard in the game of baseball, who has had and struck that much fear in an opposing team and an opposing pitcher at the age of 41 and 42, and he made an All Star team in, in 2007 at the age of 42. It's 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 amazing uh, how much he's changed the game of baseball. And of course, this is before he was 40, but. He's the only eight-time, eight-time MVP award winner in the MLB, uh, Gold Glove winner, Silver Slugger, of course, for multiple years, uh, multiple All-Star, Rookie of the Year in 1986 with the Pirates. Barry Bonds, man. You know the Plain thing simple. about that? What is it? He's going to have an asterisk next to Nah, come on. I was having a good time, Sergio. Just let me have a good time, bro. Come on. Come on. We'll talk about it on another podcast. But still, in my opinion, the best player over 40. We don't condone cheating. We don't condone steroids or cheating. Everybody, do not do that. Just eat your vegetables and work very hard. (laughs) (laughs) That has been our top five for this week. The top five players to have played the game 40 years or above. Thank you all for your service. We would love to have any of you all in uh, our next show or coming future shows. Uh, Please stop by. That'd be crazy to have all of them in one room. Can you imagine? Uh, we wouldn't have enough room. Uh, but that completes our top five. Uh, I know it's, it's been a long, long, long podcast. But we thank you all for joining us. A couple, couple plugs. Our last segment, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's like a ghost came in. Um, what to watch. Sergio, anything you would like folks to kind of keep an eye on? Movies, we're talking movies, we're talking TV shows, we're talking podcasts, we're talking albums people are going to drop, we're talking athletes, we're talking uh, 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 Furbies, we're talking anything. I don't know what Furbies are, but... You remember what Furbies are? I don't know what Furbies are. Really? I don't know, but... Dude, you don't remember what Furbies... Sergio! What I'm watching this week... It's a Furby, you don't remember these? Yeah, I never had one of those. (laughs) But what I'm watching this week is... uh, Something I've heard really good things about, and mm. it just came out on Netflix. It's Netflix oh, original. yeah, I think you're talking about Aziz Ansari's uh, Master of None. Master of yes, Master. I heard his dad actually comes out. Yeah, his, both his parents. Both his parents. Both his parents. It's amazing. If you're gonna watch one episode, watch episode two. It's called Parents. I'm gonna watch the whole thing. No, yeah, it's only me, like thirty minutes. Yeah, me, me, yeah, me and my uh, my partner and I, we watched uh, the whole series in, in like a span of a day and a half. We loved it. So episode two about his parents. Very beautifully made. Uh, I know it's like you know it's not gonna be like the best show you've ever seen, of course, but it's, not it's the funny. Wire. Yeah, it's The not Wire. That's your pinnacle. Yeah, yeah, it's not well, I mean, that's okay. This is how different Sergio and I are. His favorite show of all time is The Wire. My favorite show of all time is Gilmore Girls. Um, <laughs> that's how different we are. You'll you'll see that, and and if you continue, please please keep listening. I know it's long this time around. We'll we'll try to shorten it next time. Anyways, continue. I just watched, but it's a documentary that just came out on Showtime. Uh, about Marlon Brando. I think it's called It's Me, Marlon. And I thought it was really fascinating because he's an interesting uh, person. If you don't know who Marlon Brando is, he's uh, probably the greatest actor of all time. Mm. And um, It's me, Marlon. <laughs> it's me, Marlon. Yeah, and... Um, it's me, Mario. 
he just had a different take about acting and, and life in general. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was really fascinating, really interesting. Cool. An album that I'm listening to that I haven't listened to, but I heard great things about is uh, Game's new documentary two and two point five album. Is it a documentary is, album or is it? It's, it's it's that's what it's called documentary. Oh wow! So it's like the sequel to his first album. A sequel to Marlon Brando doc. Just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. His, his first album was pretty good, right? Okay. The Fifty Cent and Dr. Dre assisting in the production, but yeah, his I heard good things about it. The two uh, the double LP that just came out and. Uh, I'm a big hip-hop head, so I want to listen to that. And what mm. I'm reading this week is The Big Short, mm. because the movie's coming out next weekend, I think, Okay. with, with Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling, Christian Bale. That's a big cast. That's what I'm reading this week. Cool. All right, from my sale, before I let y'all go, thank you again for listening, if you're still listening so far. Uh, a podcast. The Gilmore Guys. The Gilmore Guys are based in LA. These two amazing folks, uh, Demi and Kevin T. Porter. Um, they basically take every episode of Gilmore Girls and uh, not just analyze it, but talk about it. They they laugh about it. They they make jokes. They make connections. They explain every single uh, one of the hundreds of um, pop culture uh, references on the show. Um, even if you don't like Gilmore Girls, even if that's not, if that's not your thing, check it out. It's it's hella funny. Um, I know this is a random plug on a sports podcast, but Gilmore Guys podcast, it's free. They're making it large. Demi, Kevin, if you hear this, we love you. Come on the show or let us be on a show or we'll both do a show at the same time. But yeah, Gilmore Guys. Lastly, Furbies. Furbies are great. Sergio has never seen one or had one. Lastly, any athletes to keep watch of? We got to watch the fight. We got to watch the, mm -hmm. the Canelo Copa yes. fight next Saturday. Let's do it. Right? Let's we'll do it. Barcode. Let's, 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 barcode. let's bet a thousand dollars. Let's do it. <laughs> There's the big game uh, between Stanford and Cal. Yes. It's a big rivalry game between Stanford. our and, and Stanford. Stanford. That's also Ooh. next Saturday. It's a, bit, it's a busy Saturday. Should be fun. Uh, athletes to watch, um, of course. Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Always, always. Chef Curry. And myself, always Amari Cooper. Super biased pick, but this boy is on fire. I'm going to watch the game in actually a bit right now. <laughs> uh, but hopefully he'll, he'll keep on uh, jumping leaps and bounds in, in NFL. And, uh, and I got to get myself a jersey. All right. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening to the inaugural podcast of the Panda Bar. The pilot. The pilot. We'll see how far this thing goes. <laughs> we out.